and welcome to episode 41 of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. So I am joined today with uh, Nick. How are we doing? Great. How are you? Doing great. Uh, so watching the CrossFit Games a couple weeks ago, um, they made an announcement uh, during the games for the Open. Yes. And so they have established the date uh, for the 2021 CrossFit Open as starting on February 18th. Yeah. So that's a little different because last year we did it in October. Right. And now we're going back to February. Right. We had previously been doing it in February, that end of ed, mid or end of February, March. Last year we did it October, mid-October, end of October, and going back to the, call it a spring, spring open now. Yeah. So getting back to kind of in the traditional format of things, yeah. which is uh, exciting to see. And it's also exciting because... Um, as I saw the date, I started to think a little bit about it, and I thought it would be a good topic to talk about because we are essentially 15 weeks from the start of the Open. And so I was like, yeah. well, what can we work on from now until February 18th, 2021 to get better at? Yeah. Yeah, and you had, you told me however long ago about the, the topic, and I thought it was great timing. Um, you know, it seems so far away, the, the Open in February seems like a long ways away, but 14 or 15 weeks is not a long time. Um, and we were just talking before hitting record how I think this discussion from a timeliness standpoint, those people that are going to be listening to this in the next few weeks or month is, is really good because this time of year, November and December, honestly, um, many people tend to use this as kind of an excuse to slack off through the end of the year. You got Halloween and Thanksgiving and the kids are busy and there's all this stuff going on. You go on vacation and then there's Christmas and you're going to go on vacation again. And then so very oftentimes the end of the year right now, we're going into this time where, eh, like, you know, I'll make it to the gym. I'll, oh, I'll get back in there next week if you missed a few days this week. So uh, I think the way that, you know, talking about this and, and giving ourselves, Hey, let's, let's set a, let's actually set a goal, not for the end of the year, but let's set a goal that's going to carry us into, uh, next year. Man, I hope it is super helpful for people. Um, because it, it really could be, it could be the difference of achieving your fitness goals that you set in 2020 through the end of the year, but also then going into 21 already, like with, momentum moving and not not coming into the gym the first week of January and saying, oh, I'm going to get it started again. Going to get in shape. Gonna, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into it. Like, okay, but there's nothing wrong with that. But man, how cool would it be to already have a ton of momentum going through January and, and then hitting February? So that's timing-wise. I was like, yep, this is, this is a great, great time to talk about something like this. Yes, it is. That's why I thought of it. I know. <laughs> um, so before we kind of get into the movements, uh, for those who are either new to KCI or those that are new to CrossFit, yeah. why are we doing the Open and what is the Open? Okay, yeah, so that's good. Uh, so the CrossFit Open is an annual, um, let's call it event. Uh, it's a competition, you know, asterisk. Uh it's, it's a global event that, that CrossFit headquarters puts on where um, every week for five weeks they put one workout out that it will be scored and compared across the globe, which doesn't happen any other time of the year. 
which is a really awesome thing to be able to benchmark your fitness on a regular interval. Every year you can now, we're not doing the same workouts necessarily, but we're doing similar movements, but we're, we're saying, okay, well, I'm in the 35 to 40 year old age group globally. Am I, where do I fall? I guess, where Mm -hmm. do I fall in that age group? Um, so it's, it's a competition. Yes, but it's a way for the individuals. And honestly, it's a way for the average person, whether you're brand new to CrossFit or you've been doing this a while to test and retest your fitness. And, and that's something that we hold close to our hearts in CrossFit is our ability to test and retest all aspects of our physical fitness. Um, it's a way to bring, so secondarily, so that's kind of the first piece of why the open, it's this annual event and it's really a ton of fun to rally the community kind of point two. It's, it's a way to rally the community and it's fun. Um, you know, you, you get to see or experience a taste that man, what we're a part of is not just within our four walls. Like we, um, we're part of a larger community that we're all really in this together. Um, you know, whether it's the, the gyms in the area, Kansas city, um, you know, or globally. So it, it just brings community together and, and KCI and we've really latched onto that aspect of it. And we say, Hey, this is a, an annual time for us to rally the community together for a common event uh, which you know the event itself is five weeks long it's it's every friday for five weeks but it it brings and it brings the community together it introduces new people into the community and it um you know it's kind of like a a cornerstone of our year and as you said it's just a great way for the average person because every workout is going to be scaled or modified and then there are x version of it so it's a great way for everyone yeah. to do it so there's no excuse to not do it. It's not like we're doing the CrossFit Games here where only right. 10 people in the world can do these movements. We're talking about common movements that everyone can do, either scaled or RX, yep. and participate in, in the uh, the environment. Exactly. Yeah, it... <clears throat> yes, it, you said it 100%. It's accessible to everyone, and, and that's why I, it, it is a competition, but I don't want to lead with it's a competition because... Honestly, some people aren't motivated by competition, and that's fine, honestly, but this is a great way to challenge yourself and know that you are improving your fitness. Honestly, if you're in the gym today, you want to be in better shape a year from today than you are today. I think, right? I would hope so. I mean, I hope mm-hmm. everybody has that goal to some to some degree. Well, this is a way, one of the ways that we are able to say am I, am I achieving that goal? Otherwise, how do you, how do you know? So we, so we say, this is a way to challenge yourself. This is something to focus on to say, Hey, I'm getting in better shape and I'm, I'm improving in aspects of my fitness. Yeah. So as a way to challenge yourself. So to me, I did the open a couple times scaled where you're modifying it. But to me, then it was, is making the transition to do it RX. Right. Yeah. And so that is to the huge benefit um, for, I think, the person and then the community 
is to challenge yourself and then try and do things RX yep. because it's better to try it RX, get one or two reps RX than do it scaled yeah. and breeze through it. Yeah. So what you're talking about there for the listeners is the, the way that this, the open is scored again, accessible to everyone, whether you're 85 years old and doing CrossFit on day one, or whether you're 200 pounds overweight or whether you're the, the fittest person in the gym, it's accessible to everyone. They have, scaled options for the workout even broken down by age division honestly there's some different uh, standards for i think starting at age 50 um, so it's broken down by division the workouts change but you can do it the workout scaled or as prescribed rx um, the way that it is scored in a comparative way is that if you do one rep of a of a workout as prescribed RX that is greater than any score that you could log scaled. So if you do a thousand reps on a scaled workout and you, if you, if you do that a thousand reps and I do one rep RX, I am fitter than you because I took that challenge and said, well, I'm going to try this skill or, or, or lift or whatever it is and then challenge myself. So it rewards that, um, that mentality that, Hey, what is my next challenge and can I rise to it? Yep. And regardless of whether you're competing from it through CrossFit HQ or whether you're doing a gym, everyone's going to follow the RX is valued more than the scaled. So yeah, regardless, it's, it's more important to try and push yourself to get to the RX and do a few of those reps. Yep. Um, and you might struggle at it. Um, you know, if you're doing bar muscle ups or ring muscle ups, you might not be able to do that workout, but you could do a lot of the other sure. ones. And that's what we're going to dive into is kind of went back and looked at the last five years of the open. Um, and as Nick said, each open has five weeks of workouts. So went back and looked at all those workouts and there's five main elements that show up. And a few of these are elements that, you know, if you're new to the CrossFit um, community, uh, you probably don't have it down yet, but you could very easily get those, um, you know, covered or master that a little bit yeah. over the next 15 weeks. And so let's get it kicked off with uh, number one is double unders. So double unders starts to show up in every version of a workout, you know, from a 35 to a 50 rep scheme. Mm -hmm. um, they'll definitely show up probably two times every year. Yeah. Double unders are, I think they've always been in the open. Um <clears throat> The double under is a great test of, um, of skill and coordination. So, and it's accessible to 99% of the population. Uh, so it's a, it's a great skill to have as far as, you know, coordination. Um, and that's why it, it shows up every year. Obviously there's a cardiovascular component to, to that and some benefit there, but it's, it's a skill and it's at its root and, um, yeah, what are the, so the rep schemes, you said like 35 to 50 at a time. So yeah, you're never doing for the most part, you're never doing like 300 double unders unbroken. That's not where it's basically at, right. but it's going to be a couplet are mixed in with a few other activities, but mm -hmm. you're going to have these, you know, 50 double unders, or you're going to do 35 double unders as part of the, yeah. as part of the workout. Yeah. And those numbers stand out. Those are kind of these, uh, mile markers or milestones of being, more and more proficient of at double unders. Your first one is always the most exciting. Then when you get five in a row and 10 in a row, um, and then like 
30 or 35, you're like, oh my gosh, like you actually now have some confidence. Like I've, I have the capacity to do this skill. And then you're, then you're able to do sets of 50 and you're like, holy smokes, like this, a few months ago, I was just doing my first one and I got, you know, my fifth one, uh, a week later. Um, so if we're talking skill wise, you know, I think where we're trying to go with this is what can we do to improve it? Yeah. Um, or just highlight it so that way people can work on it. So if we have open gym on Thursday and open gym on sure. Sunday for the next 15 weeks, then know that double under is going to show up there, get in there, yeah, jump rope at home, jump rope in your garage, yep. but try and you know learn from a few coaching cues right. uh, that you can provide if you want, but just learn from a few of those and just kind of work on it because yeah. you just really need to take the time and just sit there and jump and do yeah. the high jumps that you always talk about exactly and get that down because again in the workout if it's going to start with 35 double unders or you can do you know 70 single unders after you do those first 35 double unders right. you're going to feel much more proud of yourself than you would just doing 70 single unders exactly so yeah there, there's a few different ways to go about how do you get better at double unders and you definitely need a coach's eye on on you to know where you're weak spot is in your double under but to get better at the double under you have to be able to jump higher consistently you you know if you can jump once really high you could probably turn the rope twice and just get that one but you got to be able to do it consistently and that's just a skill that's your body just remembering how to do that skill so yeah obviously an open gym is a great time to practice those skills uh, I, I think it, it needs to be said too, that we jump rope and we're going into the winter time where we're not running a bunch. So we probably will be jumping rope more frequently. Um, you've got to use the workouts every week to your advantage to improve the skill. You know, if, if we have double unders in next week's workout, again, let's just say it's 35 double unders or 70 singles. And you're someone who's like, well, I, I don't have one double under yet. I'm going to do 70 single unders you need to kind of raise your hand and ask the coach like, Hey coach, I'm trying to improve my double unders. What can I do instead of 70 single unders so that I can get better at the double unders? And again, that's where the coach's eye comes in and said, yeah, well you just need to work on jumping, like just jump, set the rope down. Possibly. I don't know what the answer is, but put the rope down and just jump 35 times as high as you can doing that consistently over 15 weeks there's a hot chance that you're going to get a little bit better at your double unders just by utilizing the workouts that we do naturally and and just asking yourself, how can I use this workout to my advantage? Because I want to improve at this skill, the jump rope, the double under. Sounds good. Um, or the other way we just do is to start with five, right? Do five and then, yeah. you know, or do it every time you guys will typically say, jump rope for one minute or mm-hmm. jump rope for 30 seconds right. and just work on a few of those, but you know, get your three or four double unders in a row and then you get your eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And then if you can get to like, you know, 30 unbroken is like, it's like a big win. It's so. such a huge win. It's such a huge win. Oh uh, yeah. There's so the jump rope, the double under, honestly, if this is a skill that anybody wants to improve it, you can literally do it every day. Okay, get on the rowers, everybody. We're going to row 500 meters. Well, we know that takes two minutes. And you're like, nope, I'm going to grab a jump rope. Yeah. And jump rope for two minutes and work on this skill. Like, 
I'm not going to yell at you. I'm probably going to give you a high five because that's awesome that you you're dedicated to improving it and not just mindlessly doing, doing the movements. You got it. Uh, number two, toes to bar. Um, so toes to bar is another workout. Again, I think that, um, it's a little challenging, takes a little time to build it up. Mm -hmm. But again, once you get that, then again, that opens up a lot of opportunities, uh, within the different open workouts. And that shows up, um, every time and it, rep scheme might be, you know, 20 plus 20 ish type things. Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part that kind of where I'm seeing it is in that range. Um, so yeah, it's just a, another great workout that instead of doing knee raises, you could do some toes to bar. Right. Those take a little bit longer to learn, but, um, we're going to see them. So yeah. what can we do to try and work on that over the next 15 weeks? Um, Everybody is going to be in a different place with this movement. The toes to bar is a great movement to add into the open because it's kind of this mid-level gymnastics component. Um, it requires grip strength. It requires some shoulder and lat strength and core and hip flexor control and strength. So it it um, depends on where you're at and you know with this skill or with those components, but. The, the couple things that need to be, let's just say, stronger, you've got to have a, a decently strong core, uh, and you've got to have a decently strong grip and lat strength. I've been working recently. I've just been kind of passionate about the toes to bar when I'm coaching those classes, but building the that grip and lat strength, wrap the thumb around the pull-up bar, um, and then focusing on the body positions that you're required to get into in the toes to bar, a really big hollow position and a really tight, compact arch position. It's not, you know, you and I have been working on arches and hollows, but it's not necessarily a big arch. It's a compact energy, energy arch, um, energy arch. That's pretty good. That's the first time I said that <laughs> to use that. <laughs> um, so learning those positions gaining more and more control and proficiency in those positions. Um, you know, the, the, the grip is a big challenge for a lot of people, especially beginners, cause you're not used to hanging your body on a bar, you're just not used to dead hanging, let alone swinging forward and backward on it. Um, so on that one where it comes to my mind is the, the substitute for that, would you be maybe be sit-ups? And if you saw toes to bar, you might go to sit-ups and so maybe we encourage people to get onto the bar and work on their grip, grip strength and try and do knee raises or right. knees to elbow or get them swinging. Don't just immediately go to the floor and do sit-ups. Instead of doing 25 toes to bar, you're doing 25 sit-ups. You got it. At least get to the bar and start working on the strength element of it. 100%. Yep. Yeah. If, if toes to bar show up in the workout on an average week and you're like, no way, no how, I'll go to, I'll do sit-ups. Sit-ups are fine and you need to build some core strength and that fl core flexion. Um, it's a good substitute. It's not a great substitute, especially if, if getting toes to bar is something that's important to you. Um, the hanging knee raise, while it's good because you are now hanging on the bar, I'd say that's, that's good. Better would be um, a, a straight leg raise, which, which again, I've been kind of passionate on this toes to bar for, for a couple months now and not just stopping at a dead hang, hanging knee raise where you've got to learn the arch and the hollow and, and pulling back in the arch and what that means with your hands and pushing on the, the pull up bar, but then also that the energy arch, 
Uh, <laughs> Titan <Ding>. Compact. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, exactly. Yeah, then that's exactly it. So again, whenever that movement comes in our daily or our weekly workouts, it should be like, you know, red flashing light goes off and like, Hey, this is a great opportunity for me to challenge myself in the workout and, and practice this skill. The good news with the toes to bar as well, kind of like a jump rope is you don't have to just wait around for it to show up in a workout. If you never know, it's going to show up, but this is something that you can work out. And we do this almost every day in a warm up, right? Hey, if we're just stretching the shoulders out, okay, let's go over to a pull up bar and I want you to do an arch and a hollow. If I say 10 times, well, those better be 10 reps or maybe, you know, you might do 15 or, or 20 instead of the required to warm up, which is 10. So it's, it's one of those skills that can be worked on every day. Love it. Um, so the next one that, uh, we will also see is, uh, I'm going to do dumbbell movements. So we are going to see some version of a dumbbell movement. Mm -hmm. So those were kind of a new piece of equipment that was introduced a few years ago. And so now we are going to see them every year. Yeah. Um, something we do not spend a lot of time with. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not, we're not seeing it like toes to bar and double unders and, and, uh, your barbell movements, but, um, dumbbell movements. And again, for the RX athlete, you're going to see a 50 pound dumbbell for the men and a 35 pound dumbbell for the women. Yeah. The dumbbells showed up a few years ago when really CrossFit HQ wanted to show the community globally that the open is for everyone. The dumbbell lessens the barrier to entry before picking up a barbell and doing like a barbell snatch. A barbell snatch is challenging. There, there's some mobility that's required and stability and strength that's required. Doing a dumbbell snatch is more accessible to people. Um, thrusters is a great example of that. And we know thrusters, you got to put the bar on the, your front rack and on the front of your shoulders if you're doing it with a barbell. Adding or replacing that with a dumbbell removes that mobility piece. So it's more accessible to everybody. So that's kind of why the dumbbells show up. But, but so moving into what is the, the prescribed in the open and in most workouts, it's a 50 pound dumbbell for men and a 35 for women. Um, a couple of things come to mind, how to get better at these movements. One, when they show up, you better show up. Um, you know, you, you've got to know, well, you can't just let yourself skip that day, I guess, when they show up. Because, yeah, we don't do them all that often. We'll do, you know, a couple times a month. Um, the, the next thing that comes to mind is, you know, if it's something that you want to focus on, kind of like the, the jump rope or the toes to bar, need to start talking to the coaches and asking them, hey, how could I change this movement or this workout? And it, implement dumbbells instead of a barbell. You know, if we're doing 95 pound barbell thrusters, you can ask coach, Hey, what would this look like with dumbbells? Could, could I do this workout with dumbbells? And the odds are like, yes, absolutely. Um, so if you can identify, Hey, I'm, I don't use dumbbells much and I like them and I want to use them more then that just conversation needs to be 
had every time that you're in the gym and you see an opportunity or, or you wonder if there's an opportunity to use them and just ask the coach. Um, I, th- I think the big thing here, if we're talking like, how do we move from that scale to RX is, um, I don't know how to say it gently, you know, I'm not, so I'm not trying to, you know, push any buttons here, but not being scared of the dumbbell. Um, a lot of times if we do a, a dumbbell workout, we'll put 50 pounds and, and 35 pounds for women on the, on the whiteboard and instinctively people put themselves in a category that I am not an RX athlete or I'm an intermediate or I'm, I'm, you, you put yourself in this bucket and you say, well, if 35 pounds is what the, the strongest people are doing, you, you put yourself on a scale of like, well, that person, or there's one strongest person. I am so far from that. So I'm going to do 10 pound dumbbells to, so that's, you know, that there, there's a fine line there of saying, you know what, it, I'm not confident with the movement, but I'm also not going to be scared of it. And at some point, like that R, that RX, that prescribed workout is accessible to you and you've got to believe that it is and, and challenge yourself. And it's, so it just kind of comes down to not being scared of it and picking them up. Honestly, they're going to be heavy, but they're, they're going to be safe and they're more often than not safer than a barbell, honestly. Yeah. And I think the thing that sticks out to me from my skill set is, uh, is, is they're just awkward. Um, you know, we don't handle them all the time and, and in the open, you're going to see it's, you're going to transition from a right hand to a left hand and left hand to a right hand. Yeah. Or you're going to put it on your shoulders. You're going to step up on a box or you're going to put it on your back and you're going to step up on a box mm-hmm. or you're going to do lunges with these. Yes. And so if you're not picking them up except for the two or three times we do it, you know, during a month mm-hmm. in a workout, then try and pick them up a little bit uh, in an open gym or, as you said, just as a class, just to try and get comfortable with them right. and do a snatch and then transition it to your left hand and then do another snatch and transition it back to your right hand. That, to me, is where it gets a little unique is just moving moving the dumbbell around. Just doing it. Yep. It, it just takes reps. Um, it just takes reps again because it does... You know, just like a barbell snatch, like a, moving a dumbbell in any of those patterns that you were just saying, the lunges and thrusters and snatches, like box step ups, they're awkward until you do them a few times and you kind of understand what it feels like. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's something that, and it shows up in the open because again, it's accessible to everybody, but also they're really not as scary. It's not as scary as people might treat it to be. So it gives people a reason to not be scared of it, which I love it showing up in the open. And I love seeing, you know, guys like you, they're like, I'm not great at a 50 pound dumbbell. And it shows up in a 20 minute workout and you grab it and you end up doing 60, 80, a hundred dumbbell snatches. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I never would have imagined that I could do that or you know, with a lady, same thing. So it, it brings that the open brings that opportunity to the table. Um, and it, and it just kind of says, you know, forces your hand a little yep. bit. Um, so next we're going to transition to a deadlift, which again, a movement we're all very familiar with, but it was just kind of another movement that shows up a lot. And, um, there's a, usually has a lot of reps associated with it. So you might see it in 21, 15, nine, you might see it in a, in an ascending workout. Um, weights will 
will vary depending on the workout, whether they're, you're trying to do a rep scheme or whether you're trying to build a deadlift, um, you know, going up and up and up as the rep scheme goes down. But uh, it's pretty common for your, for you to see a deadlift that's 225 for men and then 155 for women. Yeah. Yep. The deadlift shows up every year and it will show up every year. The deadlift is a test of strength hands down. How strong are you? So this is a great opportunity to test not only just your one rep capacity, what can you do once, but can you do 45 reps at 225 quicker than you could do it last year? If you can do it quicker than you did it last year, you've gotten stronger, right? There's, that's just kind of the way it goes. So, um, it's, it's a challenging enough weight where to do it in a workout like this, uh, you've got to be confident with it and you've got to be under that load regularly leading up to it. You, your body just has to know that it can lift that weight and be confident with that weight, whether that weight's 225 or whether it's 105, it doesn't matter, but you need time under the bar. I'd say, well, the, all of these are hard to improve, you know, but if we've got 15 weeks, it's, it's not, you're not going to jump your deadlift 50 pounds in the next three months to you know, four months, but you can build your confidence and build some repetition with where you're currently at. And that will actually have, you know, some strength building gains, um, baked into it. So I just think that to me, the way this one shows up, so to me, a 225 deadlift for men is the exact same thing as a 50 pound dumbbell for a man mm-hmm. and same, same ratios for the women. But if you saw 21-15-9 that had uh, deadlifts and box jumps, right? Mm-hmm. You might immediately look at that and go, wow, 225, 21-15-9, that is a lot. I'm going to scale it to 185. Right. Whereas I think if you challenge yourself and push push patch that like you do with the dumbbell that whether you do 21, you break up three sets of seven or whatever you have to do eight, seven, six type yep. thing. But once you try it and get there, then it's not that bad. We just did it with the, we had a rowing workout not too long ago mm-hmm. where we did it. And I was at the same point. I was thinking about 185 and coach is like, no, do the 225. And I did it and it wasn't a problem. Right. You know, we just did night of the living deadlift and a lot of people mm-hmm. were really lifting much higher than they thought. Yeah. And that's because again, that's the mental aspect of it where the mind is protecting you from trying something that's a little out of your comfort zone. Exactly. And people were lifting 50 pounds more than their first attempt. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just totally yeah, crazy. So just to get comfortable with that yep, weight. Exactly. Yeah. And again, whether, you know, you've got to have a, a prerequisite strength to make that 2159 of deadlifts and box jumps. If your max deadlift, your true max is 225, well, that's obviously not the right decision. But given some certain parameters, and again, the discussion needs to happen with the coach is it's like, well, where am I with my deadlift? What, from a mathematical standpoint, what is safe and what is possible? And then you need to trust that math and say, yeah, well, I've, you know, if you have a 325 pound deadlift, you can work at 225 repetitively. You could do those 45 reps at two, at 225. It'd be tough, but you can do it. Right? Exactly. You Whether know. you did singles, you could still do it. Exactly. And that's going to be much better than doing 185 unbroken. Exactly. So that goes back to the you know early on in this discussion. It's like, man, 
the open will bring that to the table and say, well, I'm going to challenge myself with this weight. And again, it might, that's the RX weight. The scaled weight for men might be like 155 and then 95 or 105 for ladies. And for some people that might be a huge win too, because they've never deadlifted 155, 45 times or whatever the rep count is. Um, so it just, just like the others, the, the way that the workouts, the way that the scoring goes, it will reward you challenging yourself. So yeah, the, the deadlift will be there for sure. And then the, the final one is kind of like a little, a little bonus, uh, workout, uh, movement and that is handstand pushups. Mm. So some version of yeah. whether it's strict or kipping, but some version of handstand pushups is going to show up yeah. again. And so might not be, if you've never done one before in 15 week, 15 weeks, it might be a little challenging to go get your first one. Right. Um, but if you're really close to it, then it's one that you want to try and work on, uh, to get it cause it will show up. And that is a, definitely a, a good, a good movement to learn in order to do an RX workout. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the handstand pushup from a, a degree of difficulty out of this whole list is probably the most difficult one to accomplish. Um, you know, it's a, it's a more challenging thing to accomplish. The requirements of the body are, are more challenging than a toes to bar for sure. Um, it is a great movement to put in as a test because the, the handstand pushup really tells you a lot or it can tell you a lot about different aspects of your fitness. You know, do you have the, the stabilizing strength to just get upside down and hold your body in that position? And, you know, do you have the ability to control your body in space now in a different plane other than straight up and down? Now you're completely upside down. Um, and do you have the shoulder stability and mobility and do, does your T-spine have the, the mobility to get in that position? So, you know, we, we could rabbit trail on this, but the, the handstand push it in and of itself is not really a functional movement, but it is a movement that tells you a lot about how fit you are in different aspects. So it's like a, in and of itself, it is a good test of fitness. So yeah, I, I'm be surprised. It's probably shown up in every, every open, but, but definitely in the past few years and it'll definitely be there. If someone again, boy, but there's a wide spectrum. If you have, if you've never been upside down and you know, you're just coming in across it, you might not be doing handstand pushups come February. Uh, but it begs a question like, man, that, is it something that you want to work towards? Yes, definitely. I, th I think there's value for almost anybody to be able to at least control themselves upside down. Um, it's just, it's just really powerful. So that discussion again with the coach, depending on where you're at needs to happen and say, Hey, how can I get better at this movement or what do I need to do to get better in this movement? And it might not even be getting upside down. It might just be like, Hey, you just need to work on your shoulder range of motion and stabilizing a full range of motion. Like, okay, well that's easy. You know, you can do that in a warm up, and, and you can do that in a cool down without adding any extra work to it. But some people could say, okay, well I'm on the cusp. I can get upside down. I can do one. I can get the lower. Then we got to kind of play with the, the recipe of, well, how can I get that first one? If I'm getting upside down, I'm just not getting the rep or I'm getting one, but now how can I get five? Um, those, 
you know, th- those take take more practice kind of outside of the scope of, of normal classwork. Um, but it's a great test. It, it really is. You know, it's a good challenge. A lot of people, the open, they've gotten their first handstand push-up or they've gotten their first pull-up um, for, for this reason, you know, and then because of this. So it's, it, it, I'm sure it'll be there. Yeah. I mean, that's where, again, the open is a, it's a very adrenaline filled atmosphere. You know, your team's there with you and, uh, lights go on and, and, uh, it's time to compete and it's amazing how much better, you know, you can do things, uh, yeah. in that atmosphere, you know, whether you get your first bar muscle up or ring muscle up, or you lift, you know, 225, 10 times, you never lifted that, that mm-hmm. way before. It's a, it's a really good atmosphere. So, uh, so to kind of wrap it up, the five movements was double unders, uh, toes to bar, handstand pushups, deadlift, and dumbbell movements. And so we talked about this a couple times over the last several weeks, but if you ever are working for open gym, whether it's Thursday or Sunday, you can always go in and do these movements. And a great way to do it is an EMOM. Just set up those up, yep. pick your own rep scheme, and do you know two toes to bar every minute for 20 minutes and then the next week come back and do three and then do four. And that is a great rep scheme in order to, um, help you work on these movements. Yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, I think the the timeliness of this message, I hope people are listening to this, you know, we're early November right now, first week in November, but there, there is time to improve those skills before the open. And, and I would I really want to encourage anybody that's listening to this, like that does CrossFit or whether you're out at KCI or not, like the open is a good chance to challenge yourself. Um, even if you aren't a competitive person, even if you're trying to just stay fit and, you know, I'm trying to maintain, I'm doing these air quotes with Brad, but which I don't really believe in the maintenance of like, I'm just trying to maintain, right. You, you should be striving to get better, but we, as CrossFitters, you know, again, part of what we do and what we believe is that we need to be testing and retesting these aspects of our fitness. The open is a chance for us to do that as a community. So, you know, if there's an encouragement, like an early encouragement, like, Hey, this is going to come up. We want every, everybody to participate. It's not a competition. It's, it's challenging yourself. Um, there's competition involved and it's fun. And that's what brings out the best in you is that, that feel. But again, we want to be getting better every year and to get better, you have to bring out your best and you have to be challenged or pushed. And this is one of those times of the year. So it's coming. Yep. And to go along that is our benchmarking workout. So you'll see this stuff over and over and it's a good time to measure and evaluate and reiterate. So, yeah. Um, so Nick, thanks for talking about those. And, uh, for those listening, if you have any questions, we got a lot of new listeners here over the last few weeks. Um, so please, if you want some, uh, topics or suggest some topics to talk about, email us at podcast at kcicrossfit.com. Let us know what's on your mind and we will, uh, start, uh, talking about those topics. Absolutely.